0: Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen.
1: The third other one we need to deal with and with top is generosity. Okay, If you want promotion, generosity, hospitality. Without it, you're getting nowhere with God. Any moment and whatever God has given to you and you are close fisted, you know, your fist is so tight, you won't let go. You are putting trouble onto yourself. I'm just saying it right. Some of us will just say, well, why would I part with this one dollar I have to give it to somebody else? But how do you know that after eating that one dollar, you will not die? No, now this is please. This is very serious. Generosity. You must liberally free will inside their heart must be so free willing just to give everything unto God. Now, what did I say? Did I say what? Give God what? We don't have you ever seen us here a passing plate and say offering or anything? No. So I'm only telling you. The truth of the gospel. That's all. God, he said, he loves a cheerful what? Not a cheerful taker. No, we just let's get. And the cheerfulness. Give God all that you have. Now, try to please underline that all. I mean what I'm saying. All that's within you and without you. Give unto God. You know why? It was funny. If you look at Ezekiel Ezekiel eighteen uh, four, it says what? All souls. Why do I tell it to give all? Can anybody tell me? Because it's his. All, the, the, all what? what? Everything. Everything belongs to him, including you. Yes. Now, if we, let's get this in right now. If I own a car, I own whatever is inside it. Is it not true? Yes. In fact, if the police stop me. They will arrest me for whatever is bad there. Everything I claim in this world that is not my mine, it will take a lot of trouble trying to get me out of it, because the vehicle, the control of it, and everything, is in my possession. Something might have happened. Why do you? Why do you think that there it, is is always given in law that when somebody, when a woman had a baby uh, during marriage, that is presumed that the husband. He's a father. Are you following what I'm talking about? God owns everything. There I said, all souls are mine. That's that's as, as much as I can say. Because I'm not going to take that much time on giving liberal unto the Lord. But just from willingly. There's something that happened in Nehemiah. Look at Nehemiah, Moses, and so on. There's something that they, they, the children of Israel did. What did they do? They got to the point where, what? Freely they gave unto what? They told them to what? To stop. Can you believe that? We don't want any more. It's too much. But have you ever had that happen to us? No. He said no. I disagree. I completely disagree. You see, you, we have a short memory. Very short memory. It happened to us. But that was the greatest spiritual movement that we ever had here. During the time of launching. We needed S number S amount to order one thousand books, and by the time we turn around the next day, we have double that. And everything that was provided for that thing was double. We had food, people were carrying all over the place, drinks. There some of the drinks were still there, right? And we have excess books that we can sell and return. It was unbelievable. I'm just telling you right now. Where you needed $1 and $2 were given to you. People give so willingly. That's exactly what God wants to see in us. It must come from a willing heart. A grateful heart. A thankful heart unto God. Very thankful that you are even giving. To anything. That is why God said that. If all souls are mine. And everything. Including you. Whatever you think you have are mine. Then if, okay, let's put it this way. You have a child. And you give a child something to say, I'm giving you this to keep, right? Are we are we all here? I'm giving you this to keep. Keep $10 for me. That's my do- $10. All right? He said, okay. Okay, Daddy. Then one week I said, son, where is the $10? I said, Well, I I use it. Did they stop did the son st- stole money? Huh? Before you say one word about yes. He wants to tell me where it is in the scripture. He says, remember every word we speak and whatever we do. Must come from the word of God. Did the son. Most of you, I'm sure that happened to you. When children steal from you. Let's get this in right now. When children take from you. Without authority. Did they steal? Trouble is, I'm looking at everybody now. Is it yes or no? Yes. Did anybody say no? Nobody said no. Why is he stealing? You don't give them permission. But how okay, how come you don't persecute them? It belongs to them? Who said that? If you we're gonna send you back home. <laughs> okay, read me a proverb, please. Twenty eight twenty four.
0: Whoever robs his father or his mother and says it is no transgression, the same is companion to a destroyer. A
1: destroyer. He's a, he's a thief. He's a destroyer. I didn't write that. I'm not trying to tell you where it is. No, no, word. Whoever robs his mother, I said, oh, it's not robbery. You see, and most of us do that. That's why if you look at Malachi, what's 3.8, he says what? Will a, will a man rob what? God. But I'm changing it tonight. I'm changing it tonight. I'm going to change it to. In fact, I don't. I think we think it's an easy thing that God was asking there. But I'm going to say, will a man there? Would even a, Okay, we can't even rob a man. But who is this man who would dare rob God? Now let's make sure we get this clear. I'm not saying we're not going to pass a bucket for you to put money. Okay, but I'm telling you the truth. What you can do, and when God sees it, He just said, okay, if you can do this for my works, whatever it is. For whatever it is for the kingdom of God, remember anything you do to save one soul or even attempt to save one soul is recorded for you. It's recorded for you. I'm telling you, honestly speaking. Because that is the mission of God. He does not want any soul to perish. So, whatever it is, as far as his work, is that your time that we have? And sometimes we have just come fall back and I said, oh boy, I don't have the time. I don't know if we can write it down and look at it and say, somebody's opening his mouth and say, I don't have the time. How about if God says, fine, for this you don't have the time, your time is up. I gave you the time. Now you want to take it and abuse me on my face. I gave you the money. You tight fist, you don't want to do it. You know, I used I don't even know how what I can describe, but I don't want to get into it. But I can tell you right now, from this night, if you have always been do you know that someone who's tight fisted, huh, who is not generous, is a selfish person. If this has taught you, please make sure from now. He's a selfish person. Have you ever seen one thing? The one who gives, what happens to him? What happens to him with people? Who with people. Have you seen children? Do you know that children, the smallest children, will always run to that one who gives them candy all the time? Did you know that? No, I just wonder that. Time. Why? Because the person is generous, they heart. hot. The, the kid the key things that this person's heart must be a good heart. That's why the Bible the, the Bible tells us that a man's gift will make a way for him. What's the, Proverbs 18 16, please.
0: A man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great
1: men. It brings him before God. A man's gift. Makes room for him. Have you ever seen someone who is looking at you and maybe is not happy with you, and you come and appease the person? You're coming in you as a gift, and you know, I'll take this one for this one. The countenance changes. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm telling you the truth right now. Whatever God states for us is a way of life for us to make it. But let's see an example. Does anybody remembers an example of someone who who was perfecter? Of giving gift. Oh, God bless you. Jacob. If you look at... Jacob in Genesis 32. We don't want to get it. Genesis 32. Jacob was coming back home and was afraid of Esau. He said, my goodness. There's a way to... do." Jacob loves giving gift. There's a way I'm going to do this thing right now. I'm going to give gift. Esau is going to be coming. He wants to kill me. But if I give him gift, maybe he'll change his mind. And Jacob did that. And to extend that further, you know what he did? When he sent his children to go to what Egypt, and they took one of the that when did they take that? They, they returned uh Benjamin was not returned. It was Simeon. Simeon was returned, and the father said, You know one thing when you're going now, take all these spices, it's all this good gift, give it to the governor. You know what he's doing. Abraham paid tithe. To who? 22. Every single... Look at the things of God. I'm just telling you right now. Give liberally to God. That's why God said, Would a man dare rob me? And what God is trying to emphasize is that you are mine. Everything you have is mine. So whatever you have, you are robbing me. Whatever I'm giving to you, you're not doing it. But he gave us the promotion and the blessing of those who give all for his kingdom. Remember, when a man is giving, when a man is keeping things from God, what is he trying to do? Save. God, <laughs> my today is your day. <laughs> save his life. And what did I tell you about him? Somebody trying to save his life? He will lose it. Uh, he's only losing it. How can you even save what you don't have? It's not your life. I'm going to save it. Remember the stupid uh, rich man who had so much? He said, I'm going to build a big pan- bam now, and I'm just going to keep everything. In fact, by tomorrow I'll be so much, and I'll say, my soul, my soul, have all the rest you have. And the Lord said, I, I think I am I really going to approve that prayer. I, your soul is going to have all the rest you have. No, I mean that's literally what he told him. Okay, to the now. You see. So, because the man said, "Are you going to take his soul, say, Soul, now you can rest. And God said, Well, your soul is required today. And that goes there. So you have a situation where. Not giving to God is inviting a devourer. I'm telling you right now, please. Liberally give to whatever it is. I'm not talking about here. Whatever I can do, the kingdom. That's what it's giving you for. Stand there, let it go. God will give you more because He's the one who's giving you that. When you hold tight, that means that do you know that as his nature? That's the nature of man or When I say man, I mean the human human race. That's the nature of man that we have carried. And yet, when we say we are born again, some of us are still retaining that. That means that something has not changed. Imagine a child. Remember a child. A child wants something so badly and is crying to you, just flash nice thing to eat. I don't know. Every child, human beings, for the nature of Adam is something else. And then you give that child that beautiful food to eat, and he said, "Oh, darling, give me some more." You know what he's going to do? No. I gave you this, and now you're fighting. Over. Me <laughs> against it, and then so what? When we say we are, we are born again, we're still carrying that nature that needs to go. That's a crucifixion of the, of the flesh, it needs to go because when you're doing that, trying to save your life, you're saying, uh, I don't trust God, who's gonna give me the next day? Remember what happened with the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, they were told to pick the manna and never let it stay overnight. Those who did what happened? The Lord, they, they, in fact, even those who got more than they should take. Had problem because they lost they lost it. That is the order that God established that we all go back into that image of God. I was giving an example of what is wrong with man. You got a situation that a lion goes in the water and in the, the, the in the forest. The lion will catch one single word, And when it's full, one million of them can pass. It's just a go until tomorrow. Or let's preserve this thing for something, maybe way, way, way. But man, no, no, no. Everything needs to be cut down now because I want it all. And then we are crying, what's wrong with us? So that's just what I'm just talking about there, that when you take away from God, then it becomes a situation that's a cause. Always give, God says he will bless you. Malachi 3, right? Let's read 10 to 12.
0: Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed. For you will be a delightful land. Says the Lord of hosts. You
1: can never give unto God from your heart. That whatever it is for his kingdom. That you will ever lack. I'm telling you right now. But always give him force. Remember what? where did we have that? It wasn't uh, uh, Elijah right? Elijah told the, the, the poor woman. Give the poor widow. Give me force. Before you do anything. Okay that's unto God. Then the next thing. Give. So liberally. That you have never given before to the needy. The needy. The poor. Those are out there. No matter whatever it is. God has made it so. Because he told us. What is that? Deuteronomy
0: 15.11. For the poor will never cease from the land. Therefore I command you saying. You shall open your hand wide to your brother. To your poor. And you are needy in your land. I command you.
1: And that's why he, he went to the point Because God will take care of all his children. If you will take care of birds flying. He wants to take care of everyone. He has put in your hand. So that you can reach out and help others. That don't have. That's what I've done. Let's look at the body right now. You got the body. You have the brain. You have all this. You have a little finger. And yet. Each one of them is fed. If one is starved, it's going to be the way they die. The needy. That's one big thing about the needy and the things about God. That's one thing. Can anybody tell me what is more important about giving? Your generosity must go or be given without expectations. If you want to achieve something where you have no expectation of reward, then give to the needy and the poor. It's not expected. Those people will never give you back. If you give those who will give you back, you are expecting a reward. And that's why Christ was saying that you already have gotten your reward here with those people. But those ones who can't help it are the ones that need. Now, I say need. They are the ones I need. one who is in need is the one who cannot pay you back. They seek for those ones. And help them. That's why we're was, was talking about this widow empowerment. People that can't help themselves, but they can't help us. But you know one thing, when we do it, we're helping ourselves and our family. But do it. One thing I want everybody to be praying for, even from there, pray that God will give you this spirit. I prayed and I thank God He gave it to me. Pray that God will give you the spirit, whatever you are doing, that you will never have any expectation of reward. Let God, if He will reward you, I don't even have expectation for God to reward me. I pray that prayer. People just get shocked. I don't. Because God has already rewarded me. If God would even touch and find somebody like me and you. And send his only begotten son to save us. And even to make us to come around to know him. What reward is there? Greater than that. How much more than to call you to go and do some work for him. Who are you? The reward is complete. Any other thing is just, we call it back bonus, but we call it jarrah, right? That's what it is. Any other thing added to use jarrah? So quit complaining and worrying about it. But that's why he said the poor must always be there. So he commanded the people, said, whatever you do, always remember the poor. From now on, always remember the poor. Where is it? Deuteronomy 24, 1922, please.
0: Deuteronomy 24, 19. 19 to 22. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you shall not go back to get it. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. That the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Mm-hmm. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over the bowls again. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, you shall not glean it afterward. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Therefore... I command you to do this thing. I
1: command you to do this thing. You shall always remember as a child of God where you came from. Always remember those times where you couldn't even afford anything. Always remember. And then reach out. Because you are doing it. When you take care of the poor, you take care of God. It's the business of God. It's supposed to do. It's the business of God. Read me Proverbs 2827, please.
0: He who gives to the poor will not lack. He who hides his eyes will have many curses.
1: You will have many. <laughs> he had many curses. He was in his
0: own eyes. So let's call
1: a speed up so we can just get down to the one. I need to end there. So that's why he told us Luke 6:38 was telling us what. He said, give it shall be what? Good measure. Shaking together, that's what's gonna be our reward. And then you got a situation where even second Corinthians, if you have everybody knows that one, second Corinthians 9, 6 to 8, whoever gives sparingly who will reap sparingly. And free, you're gonna get it. The same situation. But as a cost when you don't take care of the, the, the poor there's a cost remember what? Matthew 25 40 to 45 to 45 right? yeah We're not gonna...
0: and the king will answer and say to them assuredly I say to you in as much as you did you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me.
1: You did not do it to me. But I wanted you to pick there where he said, Cost. And the people, are those people are cursed. Because they didn't do it to him. Now that's what James was saying when he said that faith without works is dead. There's no point. It doesn't get anywhere. I love you, I love you, but then you see the person you say, I love you, I love everybody. The poor comes around. Cannot even get anything. But they are there. Remember when we dealt with the public? What? Who deal with that which is the general good. The common good. The poor among us back home. And yet, a politician will go in and commandeer billions. And others are crying. Those souls crying, are crying unto God. They are crying unto God. Every moment, every time. Now let's leave that now hospitality. And that's what I'm to say. Be so hospital. Just learn how to do it. Pray to God because one day you may get an angel that looks like one of you, you think it's a. And then you just say, Get out from here and say, Oh, really? So please be hospitable every time, every moment, wherever you are. It is a very wonderful art to do. Now, this is the second one I'm going to go into right now, the second one productivity. Productivity. You must produce if you want promotion. All right? And that one, I'm going to rush it very quickly. You must produce, if you want to, have promotion. That is what God has called us for. That's whatever you do in this world. Every breath you take. Whenever you are given an opportunity to wake up, have a breath. Then there's only one thing you must concern yourself about. How do, does my life fulfill the whole duty of a human being? Please listen. How my life does it fulfill that whole duty? Otherwise, it's in vain. You see, Ecclesiastes 12 13 tells us what the whole duty of man is just to love God and obey Him. How, what I'm doing in my life right now, for this second, I have found my, this second. Now, I'm not talking about the next second. Is it fulfilling what God has called me to do? If it's not, you run into danger. Why am I talking about the next second? Because the, the second that come after that, you don't know. Isn't the Christ was saying and what John? Let's let's look at John, John four thirty four. Or rather, before that one, let's let's rush nine, let nine four, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work.
1: The night is coming when no one can work. When is that night coming? No, when? Because he said that, Huh? When nobody knows? God bless you, nobody knows. Yeah, but I know. I, I didn't say what is that night. I said when will the night come? Okay, nobody knows. Since we don't know, should we not really trust the one who knows? He knows that's Christ himself was saying I must walk the the walk of my father. This distance. You know what they said? The time is of what? Essence. The time is often said this about God. God giving us an opportunity even in this ministry to go on and serve him. Do it as if it is your last minute, minute because it may, may, may well be. Alright? Do it unto him for God. I said, Father, I have done what I did. I didn't waste all my time. I fulfilled the whole duty of doing your work. That's what I've come here to do. You see? And that's why he was telling us you see, if you look at John 4.34 he says what? He said, there is something that is only one reason why I'm here. My meat is to do the work of my Father who has sent me and to finish it. And then he turned around in that John 9.4. He said, because I have to finish it what? On time. That's the, I, I to Remember they said the big heads when the sun what? Shines. Because we don't know this. Do that and follow it. Almost every single moment and every single time. So what is the hold What is the productivity to produce? That's why I was giving an example. You go and get a job, you can get a job is grace. They can get to whatever they want to get to. If you don't produce, the only calling that we have is to go ahead and produce. All right? In if you look at John fifteen five, it tells us what.
0: I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing.
1: There's only one reason why we are hanging on as a branch to Christ is to bear fruit. Please get this; it's very important because you can just—it's almost like you come into this world right now and you stay on and you do everything. You don't even save any money, no pinch, nothing. At the end, you said, "Okay, I'm going to be sitting down and getting something." No, if you don't have any savings, no, if you don't have any account. Are you going to go to the bank looking for money? Please answer me. That's the way the kingdom of God is. I'm talking about promotion. Going into it there. And that's why he told us in John 15, 16, he said, well, you did not call me. I'm the one who called you. And I called you for one purpose only. Go and bear fruit. And not only fruit, but good fruit that will remain. You have to go and bear good fruit that will remain. But even following that, let's say, the commission that we have, I'm trying to finish this quickly. The commission will to have what? Matthew 28, right? 19 to 20 said, I've called you. And that one, we're going to pause and try to analyze it a little bit. See if you can help me. And I'll help you too. 19 to 20.
0: Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age.
1: That's a, I need to pick up something right there, please. Let's, let's pick up, teaching them. To do what? And then he will be what? He will be with us. But how can you teach when you don't know? And how can you know when you don't obey? Now I'm just asking them questions. how can That's a question that most ministers all over the world should be able to answer. Let them answer it. How can you teach? He's saying teaching them. Teach them what? There's no way a teacher can go out if he doesn't have knowledge. And the only way to have knowledge is to obey. Because if told us what? In 1 John 2, 3, that this is the only way we know we know him. If we obey him and do what he tells us to do. In fact, he tells us one thing. Says, teaching them... To obey all I have commanded you. But if you to observe. How can you teach somebody to observe. When you cannot observe. That's the thing. If you don't leave the world. You are teaching. Now listen to me. I am not even talking about. What happened to me maybe. 10 years ago. 20 years ago. I am not talking about that. Even from now. Let's start it from now. From now. You and I. If you. You cannot keep what you are teaching. If you don't observe it. You can teach it. Because you cannot give what you don't have. No matter whatever you want to do, it will never go in. When you don't have it, you're not following the word of God and following that, say, do this. And you're telling somebody else to do, no matter how eloquent you are, it's not going to sink in. You will never save a soul. Because the spirit of God will not be with the person. Because he said, well, lo, I will be with you all throughout. And the only way he's going to be with us all throughout is because we're doing what was. This is what he said in John 8-29. He said, my father was always with me. Because whatever my father told me to do, that's what I did. And that's why the father continued to be with me. Otherwise, he would not be with me. So what I'm saying in essence is this. One cannot teach what he doesn't know. The way to know it, to live it. You cannot observe. If you can't observe it, you cannot do it. And there was, I think he gave us even something. In Romans, right? Yeah, yeah. Romans 2. Can you look from 17?
0: Indeed, you you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, Mm -hmm. a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. You therefore who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it is written.
1: You see, because it is written. If you look at what you in saying there, you who saying all these things, do you do them? Do you observe them? You see, I cannot walk into a room and say, peace be unto this house. You know that sometimes people do that because that's what uh, the scripture said. But if I don't have peace in me, what peace am I giving? Doesn't charity begin at home? No, I'm just trying to find out. So, it is actually that which I live. That is why there is nothing more than experience. When you encounter anything about God, and with experience that you have experienced about God, you can stand, close your eyes, even in dream, and proclaim it. And the world will pick it up. But just talking about it, because you don't observe it, because you can quote it, and you know teach it like auctioneers, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to be it. That's why he told us what? Well, Matthew 7. 17 to 20. Let's just get that on. Yes.
0: Even so, every good tree bears good fruit. But a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. You shall them.
1: definitely know them. By what they do and what observe, you shall definitely know them. That's what is telling you that a good fruit, a battery cannot be a good one. It's not possible. No matter how you turn it around, it's not going to work. So, bearing fruit is very important. But then whenever you bear any fruit, it's an abomination if you bear fruit and eat the fruit. And did you understand? Maybe you didn't understand me. But the scripture says there that you should <laughs> let your fruit be good one that it shall remain. Some of us will bear fruit and want to eat it. It's, it will be almost an abomination. Always be the light. Always show the good example. Let the fruit borrow from you. Remember what they say back? Back I don't know. Take back from or here. There's a proverb that, says that when the she goat is chewing, or the mama the mama goat is chewing, uh, the the calf is always watching how it's chewing it once you have been able to bring someone to the lord the mentorship mentally spiritually have been ushered in is a very high order and if anybody says god has called him and is doing the work of god it is the highest order you can get you cannot then bring that low you cannot give an example bad example because that bad example can destroy everything else so in other words a bad tree will always produce that bad fruit. So let's move. In other words, before we go in, we're doing this observing this thing. Make sure you observe it. Otherwise, if you're not doing it, you cannot teach it. It's not possible. Now, we're going to leave that right now. Move on. I'm, I'm, I'm through with it. Okay? <laughs> Giving. You're not going to receive anything further. If I give you one thing, and then you don't even thank me. Remember the what that? 10 lepers? See what Christ said? Can you believe that only one came back to give God what? The glory. That is why testifying, giving to God. But you see, let me tell you one thing before the conclusion. There is only one spiritual way of thanking God. Who can tell me what it is? You can celebrate Thanksgiving. You can do whatever you want to do. You can do all the harvest and jump around and bring everything you have put in the farm and bring it and whatever it is. There is only one spiritual way to thank God. Is what? Hmm? What? Do His will. Okay. Through obedience. You can thank God. Whatever you want to do in this world. Without obedience. It's almost, you know, remember He said obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Yes. Always seek. That's the most important thing. Pleasing God. But anything else can go from there. Now, thanksgiving. Giving thanks to God. I don't want to get into it because if you go to Ephesians 5.20 it tells you give thanks all the time. And give God the glory. That's what is. If you want promotion, always give God thanks for the little that you have. Don't get into complaining and murmuring. We are very good. We be the nature, the man's nature. When you get the spirit of God living in you, you don't even know what murmur and complaining anymore. Every moment you say, God, thank you very much. From your heart. Some of us say thank you, that's on the mouth. That's not enough. Pray to God to give you the spirit from the heart that you can give him glory for everything. Because you know one thing? Until you get to a spiritual point where you have a spiritual eye, a spiritual attitude, your attitude will determine how far you're going to suffer or how quickly you're going to get out of it. If I'm sick right now, I go lie down. Every time you ask me, I say, nah, I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm dying. I'll probably die. <laughs> no, it's true. But if I have at least the right attitude and cheerfulness, somebody, some of them, like even nurses, I don't know. I don't I'm lying down there, maybe in the hospital, and they just, every time, nurse asks me, nah, I don't think today. But if I smile, oh, God is good, whatever is it from my heart, Oh, that nurse will fall in love with me. Who wants it? somebody always complaining? You want to be in trouble, and God said, Huh? you complain enough, and I have had it from heaven. My ears have had it, and I have it enough. Since that's what you want, so be it." You see, and that happened to the children of Israel. In fact, what's Numbers fourteen? Right? Yeah, Numbers fourteen. This is twenty-seven.
0: How long shall I bear with this evil congregation who complain against me? I have heard the complaints which the children of Israel make against me.
1: Read 20, 23. 20. Verse
0: 23. They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers. The anger, yes? Nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. More and complaining will make you, we make God to force you to repeat the
1: class. It will force you to repeat the class. There are two, there are two, two things that worry can do and complaining. I don't know if it's, uh, please remove from your life today. The world may complain and murmur and they get away with it. But a child of God, God takes you that you are murmuring and complaining against him. And two things may happen. You may repeat the class, that means you are blessed to repeat. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or it may lead to death. He said, How long can I, would I continue with these people who are murmuring and complaining against me every day? And then he said up there, said they will not enter. What I mean, what do I mean by death? Two things can happen. About two things happened to the children of Israel. Number one, he swore those people will never enter into his rest. If somebody, God swear that somebody will not enter into Israel, the person is dead. He may be walking around, but he's dead. And the next one, he said, okay, this class, they're going to repeat. You know, that's one funny thing about it. Sometimes the class, you repeat will be harder. <laughs> you see, the first one, he said, okay, one day now is one year. That's how God is. Until I get the people to walk, they want them to walk. It is not easy, what I'm saying, but Ray, if the Spirit of God comes in and takes over, you don't even, in fact, every day you wake up, all your are concerned that, how do I please him? Whatever affliction you're having, if you want to do something, you want to really make it with God, no matter whatever you're going, set your mind on things that are above. Know that whatever has going on now has happened before. He said, there is nothing new under the sun. So, what you are going to? and by the way, if you are going through something and you said, This is the worst I've got, wait until you hear something from somebody else. Then you know that you have no problem. You know that the, the madman goes when he sees you when you're walking through and you, you pass him. If you says something back to him, he said, Well, if you ask him, say, What is wrong? He said, I don't know what's wrong with that madman. He's calling you a madman. Once you look at affliction, whatever is coming in and said, I'm a child of God. You know one thing? This is a time for victory. That's coming from your heart. It's not because of making it up. God will give you victory. Because no matter whatever happens, whenever it rains, it must surely stop and the sun will come out. I am telling you, no matter whatever is going on, certainly a better day is made. Because God has promised it will never fail. If you look at Romans 8.28, it tells you that all things will turn good to those who love me. That promise alone, I believe it. That no matter whatever is happening, it's temporal. It's going to go. If I diligently continue pursuing it. I will close here right now because of many things we have to do. But I thank God for all of us. And I pray that the Lord God bless you. And keep all of you as we walk and trying to get God's divine promotion. And all about it is doing the will of God unto the end. May the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at Our web address is temonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.